welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast. I'm the rockin' dude here on the 25th episode of the Album Nerds Podcast, and with me is Andy. What's up, buddy? How's it going, man? Really good. I'd like to hear you make an attempt at a <laughs> rock and roll scream. That that scream, man, that was epic, dude. I don't know how where that comes from, dude, but good on you. Thank you. I did add a little reverb, but... That is my natural. I can do that however it hurts very badly. <laughs> so anyway, this is the Album Nerds Podcast. For those of you that didn't know, uh, we are a couple of buddies. We talk about music. We talk about albums, sometimes musical topics. And we do this weekly, and it helps us uh, to keep in touch with each other and to uh, find new things to listen to. And it's just fun to fun to put it up on the Internet and uh, hear from all y'all and hopefully help people out in the world, find new things to listen to, especially since we love listening to whole albums. And there are some people that still do that. And some people may not even know what an album is, but that's okay. Right, Andy? (laughs) I'd like to think that's not true, but... Oh, it's true. It's all playlists and internet radio stations, my friend. We could do a whole show just talking about that, honestly. Uh, So what you been up to, my man? Oh, you know, not too much, not too much. Anything new with you? Well, there's Record Store Day on Saturday, so we've got to get there tomorrow, bright and early, at the uh, local record shops. We talked about it last week. Uh, RecordStoreDay.com, you can get a list of all the special uh, Record Store Day-only releases that are coming out, and you can see if your local shop is involved. You can find that out there as well. So you're going to be heading out for that on Saturday? Yeah, once I uh, curl out of bed, I think I'll uh, head down the street to uh, Shaggy's Trader Trader Shaggy's Emporium in uh, Brockport. Trader Shaggy, pretty yeah, he's a pretty eclectic, uh, <laughs> interesting guy, Shaggy. There. Oh, so that's a real person. Yeah, I think it's his nickname. Yeah, huh? well, Shaggy. You know, I like nicknames. We got to get one for you. This Andy thing is a little boring. Uh, so have you picked up any new albums or anything recently? Bought anything? No, I haven't, uh, I haven't bought any records in, uh, in a few months, actually. I just stream Nothing? everything now. No. Yeah. It's too easy just to stream. I mean, I, tr- I try to use the stream as if I, if I listen to it enough times, I will buy a physical copy of it. Say, I, say I do fifteen twenty. it's time to support that artist. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's kind of how I approached it too. But I listen to so much, so many different albums nowadays. It's just I don't even listen to an album twenty times anymore. It's pretty rare. Yeah, I try. I mean, like that Vant record we talked about a couple months yeah. ago. That one I still listen to very regularly because I, I I want to keep it in my mind. It's one of those I don't want to forget about because it was so early in the year. So <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Well, yeah, so happy shopping at Trader Shaggy's Weed Emporium or whatever. Oh, speaking of <laughs> weed, didn't we just go past 420? Uh, yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was yeah I'm not even aware of that anymore. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so old, but I assume that, the kids still. circles. Yeah, it's kind of a- it's become pretty mainstream now. I saw something on my local news about it. <laughs> so it's wow. not uh 
that's quite as underground, but still, uh, still happening. Well, legalization's on the way, so probably, maybe, and then uh, the world will change once again. All right, so enough about four twenties and records that we haven't purchased. Let's instead talk about uh, some other albums. What do you think? Does that sound cool? Yeah, let's let's talk about um, some follow-ups to famous records. That sounds splendid. So, Andy, why don't you kind of describe to everybody what what we're doing here and and what we had discussed uh, over the last few weeks with this particular topic? Yeah, so we've been occasionally we talk about we talk about a lot of classic records on the show. Obviously, so we're always kind of tossing back ideas on on some records to focus on, and we start talking about some of the records that came after them. And in most cases, they're pretty good. The band's you know a quality band, but occasionally it'll be the one hit wonder or just have their moment in the sun, and the next record is a huge flop. So we wanted to, we picked out four records that we thought kind of fit that fit that bill. And um, go through them two by two. So what's uh what's your first record there, man? Okay, so for me, and this, you know, I just kind of went in my own direction on this. So I'm going with Guns N' Roses' Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, which followed up, well, Appetite for Destruction, uh, which was a 1987 album. They did have a an album in between called G&R Lies um, in 88, but that was... Uh, some of it was from a previous EP and then four new songs. Um, I don't, I never considered that a true follow-up album, although it was sold as a full album. It really is more of an EP. So use your illusion one and two released in 1991 in September were not flops by any means, but so they went from appetite for destruction by guns and roses. Everyone knows that. I think Paradise City, uh, you know, Sweet Child of Mine, etc. That album went 18 times platinum, which means 18 million copies were sold. Wow. And that's up to today, right? And Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 each sold 7 million copies, which is nothing to sneeze at, but it's not. This you know, it's just a weird release because they came out with two albums on the same day. Well, it's thirty songs total. That's just a lot of music, and uh, and I feel like if they had released two, the both they could have recorded all this stuff, and if they had released them with maybe different titles or staggered them somehow. I mean, you know, the from eighty seven to ninety one, that's a long wait, and there was a lot of competition out in the market at the time too. Michael Jackson had. We've talked about 1991 before, so we know there were a lot of big albums out that year. And I, you know, what did you think? What did you think of this story? I mean, were you really familiar with these records, or no? I hadn't heard either of these before. Um, obviously, I knew uh, Appetite for Destruction with all the, the singles from that. Um, but this record, yeah, did they actually come out on the same day? Were they released? Yes. So, but they're not. It's not a double album. They're separate records. Right, well, right. Well, it was treated. They were kind of two double albums. If you really want to 
because of the length, they were 75 minutes each, I think. But Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 are always kind of paired off in discussions around Guns N' Roses albums. It is a weird situation, for sure. I mean, because this album encompasses, I mean, there's elements of blues, classical, heavy metal, punk rock, uh, classic rock and roll, and with with piano in it, and it's uh, and from what I read, a lot of the songs were written in the Appetite era. A lot of songs were written on the road, and they just got super creative and decided to record everything they had. And yeah, uh, that's what it sounds like. It's, there's just a lot of material, and maybe all of it isn't stellar but there's there's a lot of really good songs and i think for me at least overall improved my opinion of the band there was a lot of you know like you said kind of creative chances they took and different directions they tried out didn't always work you know maybe didn't need to be released but it was it's cool to hear yeah i i've listened to both of those over the years many times but they're both very long and i've tended to lean on appetite for destruction as my as my guns and roses um Sure, you know, go to. Right. But in listening to these and reading up on them, I've I really enjoyed them a lot more than I ever had. All these years later, which is a testament to going back and listening to stuff, folks. I think it was their attempt at a white album kind of a thing, and uh, I, I don't know. I liked it. It was although it was not as big as Appetite. I still. I think it was way better than it was given credit for. And I, th- I think that's kind of the consensus out there in the musical ether as well. But I'm glad you got a chance to listen to it. Sorry it was so many songs. <laughs> yeah, it was some work, but no, it was cool. I'm really glad I got here too. Uh, let's let's play a track from it, man. We're going to do uh, Back Off B because I don't like to swear. Hmm. So that one's from Use Your Illusion uh, 1. It was actually written in the... It it was not included on uh, Appetite for Destruction, but it's from that era, and you can hear it. And so there's those songs, and then there's November Rain, which everyone knows, and Don't Cry, which are giant orchestral masterpiece type things. So there's a lot of variety here, and it's a lot better than I remember. So everybody, give it another shot. Listen to... If you have a whole weekend to spend, do it. That's my recommendation. <laughs> yeah. But if you yeah. if you're short on time, go to Appetite for Destruction because that's the seminal album by Guns N' Roses. Cool, man. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, pointing that one out. I don't know if I would have uh, dug into it otherwise, but I'm glad glad to have done it. Yeah, I'm glad you did. So, what uh, what did you want to talk about? Yeah, so we were talking about um, records that aren't always very well received um i immediately thought of uh kanye west because he's a very controversial character we haven't really mentioned him on the show yet but he's always always in the news and he's always trying to kind of be out there and be edgy and i immediately thought of his Jesus follow-up to uh my beautiful dark fantasy as being kind of a record that didn't necessarily hold up to 
the uh, what we consider the classic record. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this record, man? No, you've, you're not. Oh a, man, a huge you Jesus know, fan, right? I gave you a gift <laughs> by introducing you to Use Your Illusion. One or two. Oh I, my gosh! You I know that I, 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 I mean, I do not care for Mr. West. I struggle to listen to any of his music. Just, you know, he's just hard for me to take seriously. I don't know who he really is. To me, he's a TV character on, you know, some reality show and makes a ruckus at video award shows and look at me, look at me. So I've never known who the man really is, and I've had a hard time taking his music seriously for that reason. I feel like he does things to try to get a rise out of people or, or the music is produced in a way that's supposed to be cutting edge and he makes comments about he's, you know, people will remember him because he's the better than Paul McCartney or what, you know, he's just, I, I just don't get the, I don't get the whole thing. I listened to Jesus the years ago you made me because we were uh, doing a, I think that's when we were doing written reviews on a website Oh man, I made you listen to that record. Oh god, dude. Sorry, um, dude. <laughs> so the other day I was I was trying and you, you you liked it then. You may not I mean that all is torn down from a website, but you liked it. I thought it was terrible. I didn't get it. And I, you know, the whole first of all, the man says uh way too often for my taste. Uh. <laughs> uh. I mean, I'm all for swear words and stuff, but the whole when n-words and stuff are in songs, it makes me uncomfortable and maybe that's just like white guilt or something, but it just does. It, I just don't feel comfortable listening to her. I feel like this isn't, I'm not supposed to be listening to this. Um, maybe that's the wrong, maybe that's just an old guy way of seeing things, but. Yeah. Well, I think an album like Jesus is exactly that kind of front that Kanye does put up where he seems like a celebrity. He's talking about how amazing he is and this kind of uh holier than thou persona he puts out. And that's just, I, I totally hate that side of him too. I think it's super pretentious. A lot of the music on this record sounds pretentious. Um, there's so many terrible, terrible lyrics. Um, but the side of Kanye that I love and I think is interesting is the more personal, um, kind of like the emotionally damaged kind of star that we got on uh, My Dark, Beautiful, Twisted Fantasy. Uh, the previous record, which I think I loved. And I think he kind of got that more personal side to him, which was way more interesting. So, But unfortunately, the last few records he's put out, he's kind of taken on this celebrity persona again. and That's uh, too bad, because I think he's an interesting character in our culture. And, and he, is, he is talented. He's done some really good um, projects over the years. But. So did we want to listen to a little something? Oh yeah, uh, well yeah. Just play a, a quick little bit of uh, track five. I am a god. So pretentious, right? Well, maybe he's being facetious. 
<laughs> and making fun, you know, making pointing at his own celebrity. I mean, that's a possibility. He, he I mean, does, this thing he got, does do that occasionally. Um, maybe you know, maybe he's playing to that. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to defend the dude because, as I said, not a fan. But this album got really good reviews. It, that is true. It does have fairly positive reviews at all. Critically, also, it's considered like you know he's breaking down barriers and stuff. So I just figured. I don't, I don't get it. So I'm missing something. Uh, man, I don't see that side of it at all. Oh, <laughs> when it first came out, you know, as you mentioned, like I did like the first few tracks. I thought they were kind of interesting, but on a whole, there's so many awful moments. So many. <laughs> well, anyway, so you were disappointed, like truly disappointed. Yeah, it feels like a huge misstep to me. Now, has he bounced back since, or has it been? No, I don't think so. He he has a moment or two on his uh, the foul up life of Pablo, but uh, okay. Uh, you know, I'm always keeping an eye on him. It's hard not to see what he's up to, but let's move on. Let's uh, yeah, let's, let's move on. on to a couple more that are little, just silly, quick ones. Um, I'll jump in with. The Spin Doctors, who we talked about uh, in the 1991 show. Yeah, right? I think it was 91. Yeah. We talked about Pocketful of Kryptonite and how that's a really fun album. Um, I believe it sold millions of copies. Yeah, it, it was uh, five times platinum in the U.S. in 1991. The follow-up in 1994 was Turn It Upside Down. I remember getting... Uh, I'm going to do a little backdoor bragging here. I got a promo copy of it through the record store I worked at before it came out, and I was actually excited because they're a fun band. I did not like it. We made fun of it immediately in the store, um, and it only sold a million copies. So it had some minor hits. It just did not capture that same feeling that they had in, in Pocketful of Kryptonite with somewhat overplayed, I guess, oversaturated Two Princes and uh, Jimmy Olsen's Blues and stuff. And maybe people had had enough, but the delivery here was just not right. What did you think? Had you ever, have you ever experienced this before? No, first time I heard it, um, it made me feel a little uncomfortable listening to it. It just sounds something's off, you know? It, yeah, I agree. They sound like... Uh, I don't know, like, kind of like a drafts of songs, like maybe placeholder shit you would put in there until you actually finished writing the song. Maybe they were trying not to sound too much like they did on the, I don't know what happened or if a producer got in there and, you know, because once yeah. the record labels at this time when the record labels got involved are trying to milk that cow for more, Sure. maybe they just lost sight of whatever creative energy. That, I don't know. I, 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 there's a, a couple of okay songs, but yowza. Yeah, let's play one of the Yowza tracks. Here. Yeah, let's just play the opening track. It, it was uh, This was the first single from it, and man, I just don't get it. Cleopatra's Cat. Cleopatra's favorite cat. Got his hands on Caesar's spats. The heat was on as you could see. So he phoned him to Mark Anthony. 
It does pick up from there, but still. Uh, the uh, Scatting would be fine in the middle of a song. Just don't kick it off with scatting about a cat. I, I It just was not what I was hoping for at the time, and still today. Not good enough. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. There's there's moments on there that, that sound okay. You know, like the, the band yeah. still sounds pretty tight and they play together well, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the songs themselves just don't hold up at all. Yeah, it was considered a disappointment critically as well as sales-wise. Um, I'd go see them live today if they were at a local thing or whatever. I'm sure they're fun to see, but yeah, they just missed the mark on that album, and I think it kind of tanked them because, you know, whatever. It, it's hard. To, that's the hard part of these follow-ups when you've got this ma- monster hit. What do you do? You make the same thing? Do you try and innovate? Do you try and do something different? Scat about a cat and it doesn't work out. I mean, because <laughs> uh, uh, they, I don't know. I, I'm I'm sad for them because I think they were fun and talented and could have had more success. It just didn't pan out, and that album was a disappointment. I was gonna say, unfortunately, they never really recovered after that record. I mean, that was kind of the the beginning of the end for them. They put yeah. out a few more records later later in the '90s, but uh... well, they they had one recently, the last couple of years too. That's that right. was okay. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. But yeah, we got one more here we wanted to cover. Um, this one was was kind of a slam dunk. You can't really go wrong when it comes to uh, Vanilla Ice. Um, so he put out his 1991 kind of, I guess if you call it a classic record. Well, it was, um, a, most, it was a huge, huge breakthrough success. So yes. Huge hit, yes. Kind of like the first really popular mainstream white rapper, right? I mean, he had the Beastie oh, Boys, yeah, I guess, I but, so. but he was really, like, mainstream. So, and then a few years later, he followed up with uh, Mind Blowing, which was an enormous flop. Um, I think it was 1994 this came out. And by this point, his career was, was basically over, at least in the U.S. Um, this whole record is just hilarious. It's kind of fun to go back and listen to, just as kind of a joke. Yeah, it's got a cult following now, but yeah. Um, well, you have to look at the cover. You know, he's got dreads on it, and he tries to be much more gangster and hard on it, talking about guns and whatever. Um, yeah, I remember at the time being like, and it's not like I was a big fan of of a. Uh, to the extreme necessarily, but Ice Ice Baby was a huge hit. And, you know, you want the, it's just disappointing. Same year, uh, MC Hammer put out his follow-up to Please Hammer Don't Hurt Him. There was a disappointment. Uh, too legit to quit. So, right. although that at least sold a few million copies, I think this didn't even chart. No, it did not even make the Billboard list. <laughs> it's so. an amazingly quick drop-off for somebody who was so huge. Um, I think it's, people just figured out he didn't really have any talent. He kind of just stole uh, David Bowie's and baseline there. And well, I mean, a lot of people stole stuff at the time, but I think it was largely a, a lot of it was oversaturation, right? So, the soundtrack sure. to Cool as Ice was probably really the follow up. That was a movie that he starred in about Correct. a motorcycle punk. That you should watch. Yeah. It's hilarious. 
It's not supposed to be. And then he was in all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Go that Ninja, was, go uh, Ninja, I love go. That shit. <laughs> so I think it just he became, no one took him seriously, and his whole story about growing up on the streets came out that he hadn't, and I think he just had right. no credibility, and it fell apart. Although the man has managed to salvage his career, he still tours, he still records, he has a TV show. Last I knew, on HD TV. Yeah, I think he's a little bit more uh, popular in Europe and Russia. He's a little bit more of a following. But yeah. yeah, Vanilla Ice has continued to thrive, so good for him. Good for him, yeah. Now let's play uh, one of the particularly cheesy tracks on the record. There's kind of this uh, funky, almost of a slow jam here called Now and Forever. That drives me crazy when I look it up. It makes the ice man melt when I look it up. Yeah, she's the one that make vanilla's blood boil. Open that hood and let me check that oil. I got the right dipstick for the job, honey. Watch me swing while you're dancing in your G-string. And let me pull up to your bumper. And if your battery is dead, I'll pull my cable out and jump you. Pump you with the juice to get the engine running. Oh, yes, you got the body work to keep the ice man coming. I think he's again talking again about sex, not really a car. Oh, really? Yeah, and his penis, It's the dipstick. <laughs> I didn't know that wasn't too clear to me. It didn't hit me over the head. Yeah, a lot of I think they actually use that song in a lot of uh, shop classes when they're learning about auto auto mechanics. But it's really about sex, so just be careful out there. <laughs> Thanks for explaining that, bud. Uh, yeah, it. so the whole record is is like that. Uh, there's a really funny track where he uh, <laughs> he's calling out Marky Mark from Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> Right. Apparently they had some beef back then. Um, well, yeah. Everybody kind of just ignored it. It was <laughs> like the worst possible response. <sighs> uh, yeah, it's just a it's a really amusing record. If you can uh, look up, there's some really great uh, video footage from his live tour, from his from his live shows from this tour. Absolutely hysterical. Poor Vanilla. I mean, Rob Van Winkle. <laughs> That's right, Rob Van Winkle. <laughs> cool. Well, that was yeah, that was interesting. I hope, um, and it it was fun to dive into some stuff that uh, we hadn't before and to take a second look. So yeah, I think that was interesting. Thank you for torturing me with Kanye again. Oh, always my pleasure to add a little Kanye to your life, but <laughs> I want him to. I would love for him to come out with an album that I love, so I could just say i was wrong so do it man pick up a guitar please do but not a guitar a guitar hmm. so all right cool um yeah so why don't we uh what were we gonna do were we gonna do recommendations yeah we got this i got a recommendation for you and uh i'm hoping maybe you'll uh you'll give one to me and maybe we can talk about them next time okay what you got my friend okay well i got i got one that I think you probably have already heard. But I'm still okay. going to give it to you because it's such a good fit. And if you haven't heard it, you should. And then I have an actual one that I think will probably end up being the real one. But the first one um, is from an, art, an artist called Andrew Combs. Who I think you know, right? Yes. He's put out a record, I think I think it was two weeks ago now. Canyons in my mind. It's actually, I did not listen to it. You haven't heard it yet. Ah, well, I think you're going to dig it, man. I like it a lot more. It's a lot more polished than uh, his previous record that I think we listened to maybe last summer. 
Yeah, there's a really good single on it. Uh, Bourgeois King. Okay, cool. start with that one. That's, uh, that's cool. But uh, real quick, I got one other one. Uh, maybe I'll save it for you if you haven't okay. you didn't heard that I'll one. Save I'll save it for yeah. another time. Yeah. All right. So mine is a country guy. Okay. His name is Coulter Wall, C-O-L-T-E-R Wall. The okay. album is called Imaginary Appalachia. Right. He's got a new one coming soon. Um, that's produced by Dave Cobb, my favorite <laughs> music producer of the uh, right now. <laughs> of course. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Dave Cobb produces Chris Stapleton, uh, Rival Sons, rock band, country artists, does all all sorts of stuff. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, check out Coulter Wall. Very interesting Canadian fella. You know, I love my Canadian artists. And uh, very young. It's, I don't know if I should tell you, but it's very Johnny Cashy. Uh, okay. And what, in the lyrics or in the sound of his voice? Both. Okay. Well, that's not a, that's a good thing. Yeah, I think, it, I think you'll find it interesting. And I'm always trying to kind of hook you on country music stuff so yeah, you're still trying to draw me into the country man you gotta i'm getting you album just one album at a time <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll definitely listen to it uh imaginary appalachia huh yep sounds good seven tracks cool yeah it's interesting just don't watch any cool. videos of him performing until after you've heard the songs he makes some he does a little weird stuff with his mouth sometimes. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I will check mine out. You check yours out. And we'll we'll reconvene in a future show and talk about them. Word. Sounds good, man. All right. So just a quick shout out. This episode has been powered by the great tea at makerstea.com, episode 25. Uh, use coupon code ALBUMNERDS for 20% off your next order. Makers Tea, making great tea easy at makerstea.com. So check out our friends over there. Um they're good tea people. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. <laughs> Thanks, Maker Steve. We love you. All right, so I guess that just about does it for episode 25 of the Album Nerds podcast. Thank you, everybody, for checking us out. Please go to albumnerds.com. Comment. You can comment. You can check out playlists uh, that are curated from our show discussions. Um, please check that stuff out and let us know what we should be listening to because we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to get some new recommendations. So, without further, I'm just going to say sayonara. Cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you next week. See you.